What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another episode of God Faded Japan. I'm your host, Johnny, and this is episode number 293. I think it's 293. Let me double check. I'm such a terrible host because I'm all by myself. That's right. I'm just all by myself. No friends, nobody. No, just my baby, you're never by yourself. Oh, you got me. Reggie! Oh, Reggie! We're here with Reggie! <laughs> Reggie, man. Oh, dude. Oh, welcome to yet another episode of Got Faded Japan, episode 293. And, faders, as you know, Got Faded Japan's about two dudes. Come by. Cheers. Booze, Japan, and the news. And you are the news because I'm interviewing you, brother. Well, I'm very happy to be interviewed. All right, you got a very low voice, very quiet voice. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm one of those low key directors. You know, I just kind of sit in the background and you know I just kind of nod at someone and then they know what to do. Really? <laughs> I think I would be the worst director. I'm like, do it faster, do it slower, faster, slower, faster, slow. Oh my god, does that mean I'm, I'm directing porno? <laughs> oh my god, uh, faster, slower. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, you sounded good too. Very really? believable. Really? <laughs> I'm a real director. <laughs> awesome. So you're gonna have to stay, like sit closer to the microphone. Yeah, right. here you go. Eat the mic is what they say. Eat the mic. There you go. All right. I'll put it towards your direction like that. There you go. Awesome. So, uh, all right, so we're here with my very good friend, Reggie. I've known you for, what, 20 years now? <laughs> no, not that long. To, what, five minutes now? Yeah, yeah about <laughs> somewhere yeah. in between there. I just, met you, <laughs> I just met you at the park. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like, hanging out with a bunch yeah. of kids or something? I, I was kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that around this neighborhood. <laughs> oh, you've had a few. <laughs> no, I suppose there's a lot of people from Niigata from around here and shit. I think this is, like, a little Niigata area. Like, my wife's from Niigata... And they're all from the area where all the North Korean people kidnapped people. Oh. So it, oh. for all you people that don't know, in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, North Korea would send uh, boats out to like the northern part of Japan. It's area called Niigata. It's very similar to Maine in the States. Mm. Or Yorkshire, I think. And um, anyway, yeah, they'd come in and they'd kidnap Japanese uh, citizens and stuff, take them back to North Korea, and then they would like uh, force them to like teach them about Japanese culture so they can make like like super spies. Wow, you, you should do like the 9 o'clock news. This is the 9 o'clock news. <laughs> Actually, this is the 24-hour news because, I mean, it's a podcast. <laughs> you can listen to it anytime. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you've never you've never seen my podcast or heard it. You, you do know I do a podcast. That's what we're doing, right? Do you know what a podcast is, Reg? Well, actually, I, you know, to be totally honest with you, I know the word podcast, but yeah. I've never actually really been involved with one, so I don't know exactly how it how it works. Jesus, man. Dude, my guest last week, he was like 74 years old. Mm-hmm. He has that excuse. Mm. You're like 35. You do not have that excuse anymore, <laughs> dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> old school? What? Well, I, I, let, let me record the podcast with a cassette tape then. Maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable if I push record with two fingers. Yeah, you got an 8-track tape or something? You <laughs> Could you record an 8-tracks? Actually, I'm not, I don't know, man. I don't think I don't you know. could record it. I thought 8-tracks were just like the, the, the tapes that you bought and you played, and you couldn't record on them because there was copyright rules back then, which I guess they still have, but they were more enforced back I then. I have to ask my mother. She had the 8-track tapes. Really? Yeah. My grandparents had a motorhome, like this really rusty old lime green like motorhome that looked 
It looks so bad. <laughs> it, it looked like a pill that you shove up your ass. But um, it, it looks so bad. But they had an eight track in there and stuff. And I remember they had Santana and oh, Santana. They well, my aunt Harriet was really cool and shit. So they had a lot of really good music and stuff. Mm. I don't know what kind of music my grandparents listened to. Mm. Probably Sinatra. Huh? Sinatra. Mm. Uh, you know he's cool. Sinatra's cool. You get the hat. You do Sinatra's have the hat, man. You got an awesome fedora, man. I sometimes wear a fedora. Maybe it will. Oh, it's too windy tonight to wear a fedora. Yeah. Mm, well, if you're riding your bike, then yeah. But walking around is cool. This one is like perfectly fitted to my head. Closer to the mic, man. This, <laughs> this one's closely <laughs> fitted to my head oh. so that I can wear it even in a windy weather. Are you serious? That doesn't fly off or anything? No. Awesome, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, mine. I always buy hats are bigger than my head. I don't know why. Uh, maybe maybe I, when I was younger, I just felt like my head would grow. <laughs> Got a little bit of growing space mm-hmm. in here. <laughs> yeah. That's another story. <laughs> what are you talking about? The head in my pants? <laughs> whoa, hey, hey, God hey, in Japan is a family whoa. show. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> you have listened to my show, haven't you? I knew it. Oh, man. So, Ridge, okay. So I, we've we've know, I've known you since I came to Japan, but you and I went to the same school. Did I know you? I must have met you in uh, in academy. No, what actually happened was is that um, um, we we met in two thousand four when um, we went to Osaka. When we went to Osaka, and that's the first time we met. That's the first time we actually met. Yeah, I mean that's so yeah. weird. So you know maybe because I mean did you do that whole Osaka trip is a blur, man. We got fucked up like every single night going to nightclubs and shit. Should go talk shit. to Ben. He's got the whole. He's got video and pictures and everything. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I would love to. No, actually, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> there I am wasted over here. Here I am wasted over you there. Got into an argument with me. Did I really? You remember? No, I don't do it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't say any bad words that I probably did. No, I'm joking. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. You we we um we were in this bar. I can't even remember the name of it. It was a small place, but there were two girls sitting at the bar. And we walked around and started talking to them. And, uh. Wait, we, we were wasted, right? Well, we My were. My mother listens to the show, Reg. Keep it G rated. <laughs> Actually, dude, I'm married now. Keep it super G rated. <laughs> it's not that, that bad a story. That's way before I got married. How do you remember this and I don't? I remember us having some kind of an altercation or something, or. I, I don't I don't remember much about it. And like whenever you, I get drunk and have an argument with a friend, I just blow it off as just like drunk talk. You got upset with me because I noticed uh, a birthmark on the on the one of the girl's back, and I said, "So oh, that's a, that's a nice birthmark." I said something to that effect, and you just thought that that was like I I totally embarrassed her or something like that, and you got you got totally weirded out by it. Really? Yeah, <laughs> dude, and dude. Then, okay, wait a second. Was her birthmark like? Did it look like a swastika or something? <laughs> <laughs> like Reggie, I'm sure she's aware she's got a birthmark that looks like a swastika, dude. You don't have to bring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl. It wasn't her fault. It's the way Jesus made her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I laugh too much, I, I cough, dude. It's, a... <laughs> it's this weird thing I got. So if I'm laughing and I'm coughing, you know it's a legit laugh. It's not like it's not like a Johnny Carson laugh. Like. <laughs> Oh, that was great. No, no, that's a legit laugh. Mm-hmm. I got tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a swastika birthmark? 
kiss the way Jesus made you. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had a. I think she had a kind of a cute birthmark. I think. Did it look like a heart or something? Or I, I can't remember really what it looked like. But I. Do just... we get in a debate like like I'm like, dude, it looks like, clearly it looks like Michigan, and you're like, you fool, that's obviously Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, I hate drinking with you. These debates we get in. No, 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 no. It was a little bit different. I, I wanted to keep talking to the girl. <laughs> and then she you, ran away crying or something. No, you ran Jesus away. Jesus made me You ran away. away. I did, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And you walked away. <laughs> you, you, you walked away. You were just like, man, you totally embarrassed that girl. And I was like, no, I mean, she was still talking to us. You know, what you And mean? then I walked away from the three of you, which means I'm the one that's the most embarrassing. All right, can I apologize now? Maybe, wait, maybe I was correct. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Anyway, I'll apologize for walking away. Now, you should happened, never walk away. Now, what you did after that was was is probably not G-rated, so I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, you're fucking with me. Now I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Then I came back with my dick in my hand. I'm like, ah, oh, Reggie, you want to see something that's not appropriate? No, I, all I can say is that you, yeah. you had a better trip than I and uh, Cliff did. Cliff and I didn't have as good a time as you did. Oh, because I met that one chick at the club and shit? Yes, right. Oh, gosh, she had hairy armpits and a beard. Oh, that was terrible. Wait a <laughs> minute, she, well, she did not have hairy armpits. She was, she, was a, she was a nice lady. She seemed like a nice lady. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that story. <laughs> but I'm going to say, Faders, if you come to Tokyo, definitely go to Osaka. It's one hell of a city. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Why do I got to bring my two, friends on the two, show? Two thousand four, people. Yeah, two thousand four. It's a different era. I got married in two thousand five. No, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve, you got married. Okay, so you're totally safe. Totally safe. You're safe. Totally you safe. Even, you didn't even yeah. know your wife then. I didn't even know my dude. My wife was like like twelve years old back then. She was not even legal. She wasn't even legal back That's then. Right. You, yeah, you were just prepping. Yeah, totally. She was like with 10 other, years old. With the other woman, he was just preparing, you know, just trying to get himself in shape. I can't wait <laughs> I can't wait until the time when you have a podcast and you ask me to be on it. Because <laughs> I'm going to come up with like a notebook. I'm like, Reggie, now do you remember October 4th, 1977? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I called your mom to get this story. I, I'm betting on that you won't remember most of our stories. <laughs> Dude, the other time I hang out with you, we're drinking. I know, I know. We're getting her fade on. <clears throat> I can't even remember half the stories. <laughs> That's the way I like it. I like all the stories that I'm involved in. Nobody remembers. Yeah, so I, I just I just make up stuff. You just, just make up stuff. You gotta gotta entertain people. You know, <laughs> you're pretty good at entertaining. Speaking of entertaining, like how I brought that back. This is a segue. <laughs> this is a segue, like those things you ride. <clears throat> God, <now> I <clears throat> I can't stop coughing. Oh, it's the pain. Okay, we gotta get serious then. Oh, okay, all right. We'll get serious. <laughs> we'll be serious on Guy Fitted Japan. So, all right. Reggie, you are in the movie business. You love movies. You've always loved movies. First off, let's go way back in the day. How did you get involved in movies? Ah, uh, that's... Uh... And did that bring you to Japan, movies? Oh, okay. I got to try to... Try to figure out the Reader's Digest version of that. <laughs> but, uh, Why are you talking about porn? Are we going back to porn? Just, no, no. I told you, it's a family show. Reader's Digest is not porn. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading the wrong Reader's Digest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got barely so. <laughs> um, 
To make a long story, in in terms of your question of how did I get into film... We got it over an hour. Take the long... I'm just going to get my fade on. Go for it. (laughs) Well, you know, I went to a performing arts high school. Did you really? Yeah. I started out at... uh, I I grew up in San Diego. San Diego, yeah. And I was one of of the few people that was uh, accepted into this magnet school. It's a special school... A special high school. Uh, actually, it was more than a high school because it went from fourth grade all the way to twelfth grade. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird. But the, the but magnet schools always focus on some particular subject mm. that they that they have special classes for. So uh-huh. it was a normal high school in some respects, but it also it, it focused a lot on performing arts. Cool. And mm. I started as mm. an actor. That's what I, I I did a lot of acting, and, and because this was a um, a well-known school in San Diego. Mm. Uh, people from all over the city would go to um, watch performances there, and uh, I got accepted into a play um, in a musical. Um, and at that point, I had never, d- I hadn't done anything acting-wise um, up to that point. But I got a very lucky break, and I got the lead part in this big musical. And um, it got me into acting. I was a really shy kid, you know, back in high school. Because you didn't drink. I, no, I didn't drink. I didn't drink. Of course, you drink. Yeah, I was not a drinker. And, uh, but instantly after that show, I became a popular person. Really? Yeah. Dude, was, you nailed it? I nailed it, you yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was pretty well known in the city. Um, I could I could be walking down the street somewhere and somebody would stop and say, "Hey, I know you. You're the actor in that in that musical." You were Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah, You were fucking Peter yeah, Pan. Yeah, and I say, "Wrong." Kids, kids, yeah, I got them. Yeah, wrong musical. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what musical was it? Uh, it's a musical called Pippin. Uh, Sounds familiar. Pimping. Pip? No, not pimping. Pippin. <laughs> I had to do that. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he's flashing back to one of his stories. <laughs> uh, I've never been pimping. <laughs> oh, now I'm coughing. It's contagious. <coughs> Wait, did you, did you catch my age? <laughs> no, I went down the wrong pipe. Oh, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, so let me let me shorten the story. Uh, anyway, um, I started doing acting, and I and I. I wanted. I, I was always frustrated after that part. Um, people saw me as a comedic actor, and I wanted to be a serious actor. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't get the parts that I wanted. Mm. So I started getting into. I said, "Well, I'll become a director, and that way I can cast myself in my own parts." Oh, that's awesome! All yeah. right, cool. That's a good idea. And so I started studying directing a lot, and then um, I got so interested in it that I, after a while, I I really stopped acting. A lot, and I just focused on directing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got into. Um, uh, I went to university at UC San Diego, mm-hmm. and I got into the theater program there. Mm. UC San Diego has a very prestigious uh, theater program. It's uh, affiliated with the La Jolla Playhouse, and uh, so I got a chance to do to produce plays. I directed plays, and and I, I did some acting in some of those plays. Cool. Um, but in one of those years, uh, I had an opportunity to go to New York University to take a summer filmmaking workshop. And the reason why I was interested in film at the time was because, well, growing up, I, I used to watch movies all the time. You know, I was I was a, like a TV junkie. You know, every time I'd come home, I'd be watching TV all the time. And I was just watching shows and I was fantasizing about being the characters in different films and things like that. 
And uh, so film film was interesting to me at an early age. Um, I watched a lot of foreign films too. In mm-hmm. fact, my my favorite filmmaker was Kurosawa, um, Akira Kurosawa, the Japanese film director, mm-hmm. film master. And uh, I um, I uh, was really interested in Japanese film back in those days in high school. And um, what like Ichi the Killer. No, I, I wasn't. I didn't get to see those films until much later. <laughs> but um, uh, I was interested in the old classic Japanese films like uh, uh, Mizuguchi. Oh, uh, Ozu. oh, okay. Well, like um, like uh, it's called Tokyo Life or something. Or? Tokyo Story. Tokyo Story. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, I, I was into Takeshi Takano. You know, is he the one that did Seven Samurai? That's Kurosawa. That's Kurosawa? Mm. Fuck, Faders. If you haven't seen Seven Samurai, do yourself a motherfucking favor and watch that. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> so even back in those days, I had an interest in, in, in Japan on, on a kind of superficial level. I was just interested in the movies. Mm. And um, um, so when I got into uh, grad school, I, well, I moved to Los Angeles to try to do acting in L.A., uh oh! Yeah, how did that go? That was that was <laughs> that was a comedy of errors. But <laughs> um, if I had a dollar for how many stories I've heard about, yeah, well, I'm gonna go to L.A. and I'm gonna you know do a little acting. You never see those people ever again. Yeah, you know, especially on TV. <laughs> yeah, but I was kind of fortunate because I had been applying to graduate film school, <clears throat> um, and uh, the second year I I applied, I got accepted into UCLA. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. And so I went to and got my, you know, went to the graduate program at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I was totally fixated on filmmaking. And uh, one of the most difficult and stressful jobs in the world, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, you know, as you can see my personality. That's the kind of job that I'm looking for. <laughs> I like stress. <laughs> yeah. That's why I drink. Yeah, that's why I drink. <laughs> Um, and uh, I really wanted to do st- make really you know meaningful films. Cool. And uh, but you know after graduating there, I moved to San Francisco and things kind of just didn't go well. I I, got, I went into the Academy of Art mm-hmm. um, because I felt I needed more technical skills. You know I was I, when I went to UCLA, they were still using the old school editing equipment like flatbeds. Oh shit! Yeah, they weren't really doing the the um like VHS to VHS to a beta, right? Or beta to beta to VHS? No, like sixteen <clears throat> millimeter film. Wow. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't. I was shooting. I was shooting on film. I I didn't even like video back mm. in those days. I, you know, when they started talking about oh everything's gonna be on video in the future, I was like fuck that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm fighting, man. I'm not gonna let this happen. Mm. <laughs> You know, so I was one of the last holdovers. That's why you know I I was really behind the behind the curve and mm. all the technical stuff. I, that's why I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> oh, I just learned yesterday. So, so the thing is, like when you like in UCLA, you didn't know shit because they're still using like very old like like uh, technology. But then when you went to the Academy of Art, it's such a fucking expensive school yeah. that they had like all the latest and greatest stuff that you could actually learn. How to make movies the way people are actually making movies in 1996. Well, <laughs> yes, if you were an undergraduate student, you had access to all the equipment they had. But if you were a graduate student, because the graduate program at, 
at Academy Art was still new. Yeah, bigger voice, man. You got to eat that mic. The audio people are going to hate us. Well, um, uh, I lost my train. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Terrible. The, the, and, and when I went to Academy Art College in San Francisco, they didn't have, um, they didn't have very much for the graduate program. Uh, everything was all undergraduate. And so uh, I had to kind of really, really compete with a lot of undergraduate students just to get equipment to use my film. So it was really kind of a kind of a, a good and bad experience that I had while I was there. But mm. um, you guys were going to the school at the same time that I was there. Yeah, me and Cliff were the same. Uh, we were the same level. Arthel was a year behind us. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't know you. I thought, I thought maybe I would... Maybe I met you because I, I worked with Cliff a couple of times on like projects for commercials and shit, you know. Because yeah. I was I was working in advertising. Actually, I was working and I was going to school in advertising. So yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I took a, a few classes with him. I took my first computer class with Cliff in like 1995 or some shit. Yeah. Well, after I I, I left there, I was really kind of like lost. I didn't have a direction where I was where I wanted to go. I wasn't making films and I was really kind of depressed and I, I had this conversation with a, an old guy that I met in a, in, a, in, a, in a coffee shop and I was telling him my story and he, and he said to me, he said, you know, you haven't made your film yet because you're not ready to make it. You know, and when you're, when you're ready, that will happen. And, uh, it, it, you know, it sounded kind of prophetic to me at the time but I didn't, you know, I, I, you're like, fuck you, old man. Fuck you, old man. You're just taunting me. <laughs> uh, no, but um, what? How I got to Japan was an, was a totally different situation. What? Um, <laughs> I thought I thought everything was kind of pointing towards Japan at this point, but well, it was. But I didn't know. I didn't see all the pieces coming into place. It was all just like strange brew. You know, strange things Love happening. Love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just strange things happening that uh, I couldn't see coming, but it was all meant to be. After I after it happened, I realized that it was meant to be. Oh, dude, that's I was awesome. Meant, I was meant to be here. You're meant to be here doing the podcast with me. There you go. <clears throat> um, I uh, I was working. I was doing editing, a video mm-hmm. editing at a company, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked the evening shifts, and so I could uh, have a lot of free time at night. And I w- I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, so I was going on these social network sites and Frisco yeah okay and um I met this Japanese girl uh I skipped a little bit because I I before I went to uh, Academy Art College I I I lived in San Francisco for about a year and and I was working at the Ana Hotel Ana Hotel it's a Japanese downtown yeah right nice 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 yeah yeah a lot of hostesses would work there yeah that's right. Yeah, there'd be hostesses in like a Japan town, but they'd also work at the the hotel. Yeah, and I I worked there, and so I started studying Japanese because I was working there. Mm-hmm. And so when I got at this video editing company, and I got on this social network site, I met this Japanese girl, and I wrote her a poem because I did a lot of writing. And, was uh, it a haiku? <laughs> no, it's a romantic poem. Nice. It's a romantic poem and she got really she really liked it mm. and we started corresponding and she, and I speak Japanese to her sometimes and so she said to me, "Oh, you should really come to Japan. You know, I'll show you around." And I had never even it had never even entered my mind 
to go to Japan, even though I had been watching Kurosawa films since I was in high school and I'd been doing all this stuff where I had an interest in Japan, mm. but it never occurred to me to actually go until she said it to me. And then mm. I, and then Bing. within that, I, I, had, I had booked a flight and I made hotel reservations and I was ready to go like Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time, I was ready to go to Japan. Cool. When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Hale Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. And the minute I write her to tell her that I'm coming... She's like, I'm a man, actually. She, no. <laughs> she, she, she I have a wiener. <laughs> That, you're from San Francisco. That, I just figured, you know, that would have been that would have been a better story. But no, it was worse than that. <laughs> oh, than... dude, what happened? Well, she stopped writing me, and for like uh, two weeks, she didn't return any of my messages. Well, you're in Japan already. No, I'm still in. <laughs> I'm still in uh, San Francisco. Oh, but you already bought your ticket and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything is set to go, and mm. I'm like, she. Then she finally writes me back. She tells me. Uh, the truth that she's been kind of on and off dating this American serviceman. Oh uh, shit! She, this was a hot girl, by the way. This, I, w- I felt like I was just the luckiest guy in the world. There was this beautiful girl, beautiful Japanese girl, lived in Yokohama. Uh, but oh, she, Yokohama, she, of course. There's so many bases down there. Yeah, yeah. But she was a tease, and she she said to me like, "Oh, well, you know, have a good time in Japan." <laughs> Every, you're like, but I wanted to see all the stuff you promised me. Right, exactly. You know, and I, I wanted to see the temples and the shrines. And yeah, and I'd never been out of the country before, so I was like ready to just throw away my ticket. But my coworker mm. just convinced me, no, you got to go, man. This is like an adventure that you can, you know, you know, experience. You know, yeah, you can go totally. over there, and you know, you don't. Nobody knows you, so you can do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to get embarrassed by it. You and don't don't say that because a lot of people come here and do that. Like, yeah, I know. Well, like dresses is... a ninja and walk down the streets and shit. Like, dude, what are you what are you doing dressed like a ninja? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, you know, I I got my I brought my kimonos and I no <laughs> no, no, no like, dude. Did you see those Scottish people that came here that walked around wearing the 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 the, the kilts and stuff? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I was like I was like wait is it cosplay season already? Oh my god. Yeah. You know. But then I'm like oh wait they're really Scottish. Why are they doing? Is it Scottish day? Well, you know, if you're Scottish, then you can do it. Actually, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. But if you're American, okay, okay. If you're American and it's like, uh, uh what's the Scottish hot? No, no, no. It's not even a Scot. I was thinking of St. Patrick's Day, but that's not. Oh, Irish. dude, I just. All right, for all our faders out there, Kenyan, Scotland, Ireland, I am so sorry for like saying that. That's so bad. That's like that getting like, like Australia and New Zealand messed up. They really take yeah. offense to that. I'm totally embarrassed to be here right now. <laughs> I am so. Great. Do I have to walk away again? <laughs> it's not as bad as the, the, the swastika birthmark story. So walk away and bring your clone back. You know? <laughs> My clone. I'll, I'll come back with a couple more beers. I got another one right here if you want. Oh, great. Awesome. So, okay, so you said, fuck it, you got your ticket, and... Yeah, I came here, I went to Japan, and uh, mm. my first day in Japan, this is what I, what I mean by 
everything that's happened to me was supposed to happen. On your first day, what happened? I get into my hotel, and then I, my hotel was in uh, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes walk from Rapungi. Uh-oh. And when I walk out of my <laughs> hotel, there's this German guy who's also staying in the hotel who walks out at the same time. And he he, he comes up to me and says, oh, are you walking towards Rapungi? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, okay, let's walk together. You know, And he, he was very, very nice, very talkative sort of person. Hmm, cool. And I'm not really a talkative person uh, for the most part. So I just said, okay, well, I'll hang out with this guy because, you know, he can like, introduce me to people and, you know, I'll let him do the talk to mm-hmm. So we get to a bar in Rapungi. Uh, Hub. Was, no, Wall get... Street. We were in Wall Street. Oh, Wall Street? Back in the day, boy. You remember that? You no. remember that? <laughs> Dude, that was like the ultimate pickup joint back in the day. I never went. I never went. I never went to Rapungi back in the day. Oh, my God. Like, like I never ever went to Rapongi and shit, dude. I was always hanging out in Shibuya, like DJ. Right, I guess I fucked up. Please tell me what happened. Well, it's it's not as good as probably what you're thinking. <laughs> but oh, dude, you built it up, and you're like, and then I went back to the hotel and watched some. I watched Three's Company in no, Japanese. No, 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 no. It's an amazing story, but it's not that story. <laughs> what happened? You found uh, a wallet or something? Like, it, yeah, I found water. Yeah, I can make my movie now. <laughs> Fifteen years later, here we are. Here I am. No, what happened was is that uh, the German guy that I was with. Uh, met this Japanese dude who went to my university back in San Diego. Oh, shit. Right. And this dude was like, you know, so shocked to meet somebody who had went to San Diego, UC San Diego that he instantly became my friend. Hmm. And so he was like showing me all over Tokyo and introducing me to people. And, you know, I became really fascinated with Japan because when I would talk to people... I would always ask them the same question. I would say, you know, so what's your dream? And most of the people that I talked to would always have the same answer. They would just like, oh, I don't have a dream. Wait, in Japan or in Japan, in, Yeah, in Japan. They would just say to me like, oh, I don't have a dream. Now, Japanese people that I spoke to. Mm. And I really thought that was fascinating. And, and, I, and I went back to that, that old man I met in the coffee shop who told me, you make a film when you're ready to make it. Wait, wait. He was still there sitting there waiting for you to come back? No, no, he's like no. I you returned. I mentally went back. <laughs> no, okay, you know, um, what he was saying is that you you haven't made your film yet because you don't know what what it is you want to say, mm. right? And got a um, message, right? And when I started talking to these people, I I really became fascinated by the fact that a whole generation of young people all telling me the same thing. I don't have a dream. Mm. And I thought, well, this is like, the, Japan is like the number two economy in the world at the time. And I was like, well, what happens when all these people become, take when they come and take over Japan? Like right now, actually. Like right now. <laughs> all, those pe- all those kids right now are like in good positions in their company, possibly. Exactly. And uh, I said, well, what, 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 what happens in Japan if all these people don't have dreams? And because we live in a global economy now where everybody's society is connected mm, mm. you know if japan collapses america collapses you know russia collapses and you the, the eu collapses we're all we're all inter intertwined with each other it, it collapsed in the 80s everybody was fine <laughs> no, no, no this is a different type of collapse oh okay <laughs> right, this is a, <laughs> this is, this is a don't you remember the end of gone ho <laughs> 
we weren't globally connected then as we are now. Okay, that's another, yeah, true. And um, so, uh, I became really, I, I became really fascinated with that theme about where the younger generation is headed. And uh, and what I, that became like a really fascinating thing. And I said, wow, that's something you can make movies about. And so that was just something that ended in the back of my head. But I was still only there in Japan on vacation, you know, for like two and a half weeks. And so mm-hmm. I went back to America. When I got back to my job, I had I got a call from my boss. He said, you're fired. You're like, yay, going to Japan. End of story. No, he didn't fire me. What he said is the, <laughs> I'm com- the worst host the, ever. The company went bankrupt. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, this is like the end of the 90s, right? With like when the bubble burst in San Francisco and everything closed. That's right. That's how I got out of advertising. That's right. And um, he said, you know, here's three months severance pay. Good luck. Awesome. And uh, I went home. And then like a week later, my landlord came to my apartment and said, oh, I just sold the building. And uh, the new owners want everybody to move out. Is that legal? (laughs) I don't think that's legal. No, I mean, I didn't have to move out. But they they wanted me to move out. Oh, really? Because they were going to rate. They were going to jack up the rent. I don't think... Wait, this is San Francisco, right? This is Oakland. Is Oakland... Because I, I had to leave San Francisco. I got kicked out of San Francisco because all those dot-commers were buying up property left and right in the mm. place that I was living in. I got forced out of. Yeah. So I ended up mm. in Oakland. And then these guys bought this building in Oakland. They wanted to renovate the whole building. And they said, you can, you can stay here, but you're going to have to pay $100 more in rent. Like... Dude, that's like a thousand two hundred dollars more a year. Ooh. So I just said, "Well, this is like a sign," mm. and I and I, I it's made, like many signs all put together, all put together. And I and then six months later, I was back in Japan. Nice, dude. You know, you got to take a couple of steps back to take a mile forward. Is that how it goes? Take two steps back to make one step. No, no, no. Take one step back to take, take two, two steps, steps forward. forward. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's how it. we you do it. it. That's how you do it. See, see, dude, I gotta go to work after this. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should be fine. I'm bartending. It's fine. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> what well, can I get you? Yeah, I get you. I'll take what you're having, yeah, bartender. Yeah, yeah. Can you mix it yourself? I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm going to piss in the drink or something? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so... Which I would never do. <laughs> yeah, so, so he says. So he says. I only go pee-pee in your drinks. <laughs> Have another beer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So you come to Japan. It's like 2002. So you came here pretty much about the same time I came here. That's right. Right after like the Twin Towers crash, but a year after that, right? Yeah, around that... Yeah, somewhere around that time. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, you know, getting started making <clears throat> films in Japan was not so easy. And, uh, I realized that when I got here, I went through like five years where I didn't make, I didn't meet a single person that had any connection, any real connection to filmmaking. So like, what did you need? Did you need like equipment? Did you need uh, talent? Did you need like, like, uh, people that could only speak English or Japanese what were some of the specifics of people that you needed or connections that you wanted? Well, I didn't know how the industry worked in Japan. You know, when I was living in L.A., 
I knew how to get anything that I needed. I knew how to get permits. If I wanted to shoot someplace, you had to get a permit for it. I knew how to do that. Yeah. You know, if I needed actors, I knew I knew what resources I could go to to find actors. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Japan, there was n- there was nothing out there mm-hmm. that I knew about mm-hmm. that I could that I could tap into. So the first film that I made was after I met you and Cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff and I and another guy decided to we had this idea to make this kind of a kind of three part movie each person was going to make their own movie but but the theme had to be related to sugar like sugar? yeah any way any, any way you defined it you know it had to, somehow the story had to include sugar in it that's kind of a cool idea mm-hmm yeah, it was like an idea, a concept we came up with, and... Sugar, sugar, yeah. honey, honey. Oh, man. So, you know, each person was working on their script, and they started making... I, I helped... Uh, I was the cinematographer for one of the guys, uh, his story. Mm-hmm. And then for my story, I did a, I did a film called Please Pass the Sugar, Honey. And Oh, was, shit, I nailed it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a story about a married couple. Who, where the husband kind of neglects his wife, but she comes up with a plan to get him back interested in her again, and it's all set at the at the at the breakfast table. Breakfast. Yeah, and in the in the film, nobody says anything other than "Please pass the sugar, honey." Right. So I used um, I used two of my friends because mm. I didn't at that time I had no resources. I had a I had a video camera that I borrowed from somebody, mm-hmm. and um, I shot the whole thing myself. This is a one man team. Cool. And I used my my two uh, my two friends who were a married couple, actual married couple, and, and uh, they could relate. <laughs> they could relate to the situation, but they were also they were so amazingly good. I was so sh- I was so surprised. I, mean, I, sh- I I thought I showed you the film, but I'll sh- I'll show it to you. No, is it on YouTube? I haven't put it on YouTube, but... Uh, Fuck, man. Dude. <laughs> oh, YouTube. Vimeo. <laughs> They're all up there. I want to add music to it. That's the only thing that's missing to it right now. I need to... You I want to add a kind of this interesting jazz kind of score to it. That's um, got to be difficult in today's age because everything's copyrighted or... Right, right. So I need somebody to write the music. I write original music. I know a lot of people in bands. Yeah. I need a basically like an like a upright bass. And the music would be, kind of repeat itself. It just kind of like boom, 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 boom. Like the Seinfeld boom, intro, boom, boom, boom. kind of. Yeah, it's, well, it feels dun, like. Dun, dun, dun. No, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, kind of more like a Pink Panther feel, feel, feel to it. Oh. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a comedy. It's uh-huh, a comedy, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it, it's it's kind of like a you know kind of interesting uh, dynamic between a husband and a wife. You're on your own, man. Well, you know, all I need is an upright bass and uh, maybe add a couple horns to it. Uh, that's so easy to say, but so difficult to get together. That's right. Because if you don't know people... Uh-huh. So then, not, you know, one guy who has a bass, you got, you know, one... Oh, shit. The Dead Sea Dropouts. But they, they, they play... I know this band, but they play, like, traditional Russian Jewish music. <laughs> It's not really. It's actually kind of sad and depressing. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. I don't know. That may be interesting like to just go up and say, hey, I got this idea for a film. It's a little bit different than what you do, but I'm interested in your take on my idea, how, we, how you would do it. You know, I can um, introduce you. It's the yeah. best I can do. So anyway, I, that was <clears throat> the first thing I made in Japan. Yeah. And the reason why I made that film was just because I had not made a film in several years. Jesus. And I just needed to just do something. And uh, we we did that, and mm. then after that, I did the uh, a project with Cliff, mm. um, which was the Date Team. Oh, I thought it was called Date Club. No, the Date Team. Date Team. The Date Team was a kind of uh, inspired by another because because we were watching a lot of like uh, YouTube dramas that were that were coming up, and this one American. YouTube drama called We Need Girlfriends was a very, were very, very funny, interesting show. And we made a variation of it because we were in Japan. And we said, okay, we, got, we can make our own version that's more Japanese style. And so we got three, because in, in the We Need Girlfriends, there's three guys that can't, that can't find girlfriends. So we got three guys in Japan, uh, two were foreigners, one was Japanese, who didn't know how to get girls, but but they decided that they believe that nice guys don't have to finish last, right? Because they, the, everything they've been told about how to meet girls, they felt was just wrong. You know, all of the you know the you know the game and the David D stuff that people learn about how to pick up chicks was just kind of wrong. And Wait, so, David D is that one of the the date club guy? The this is one of the dating date- gurus. One of those guys, yeah. Uh, pickup artist, pickup artist. Oh, is he the guy that came here that like got in trouble from blusting girls? No, not was that, that him. No, that's another guy. Dude, oh, dude, this is a great story. <laughs> One of these these dating guru pickup artists and stuff came to Japan and wound up molesting like a bunch of girls and shit. And one got it like he was in a Seven yeah. Eleven, like a convenience store, and he, he he like started like touching the girl's face and her like breasts and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was on video camera. Yeah, what, he, was t- he was telling guys, this is how you pick up girls. You know, you just go up and you grab them and you st- do all this kind of like she was, aggressive she was like this, stuff. Yeah, she was like a fucking teenage girl, which is actually I wound up being a uh, sexual assault with a minor or something. But anyway, yeah. So he's like fondling this girl at 7-Eleven who works at 7-Eleven behind the counter, right? And I don't, he must have been fucking drunk and shit. And then... Adam, I didn't know that. It was like a 7-Eleven girl who worked there? Yeah, yeah. He was up there touching her. It was on the fucking TV, on the news and shit, dude. Wow. My wife and I were sitting here watching the news because my wife... Oh, my wife likes to watch Japanese news in the morning. I like to watch uh, American news or Bloomberg and shit. I don't know because I'm a loser. But anyway, so like we're watching like the news and shit as we're getting ready and stuff. And there it was and shit. I was like, what the fuck? And they had like... Anim- it's got to be on the internet somewhere. I'm not sure which guy it was. It was like the... The white dude, he has like blondish red hair. He got kicked out of like Australia or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, he, there's so many of them. This guy so. can't even leave his home right now. <laughs> He's that like, guy? Yeah. <laughs> but he did that with like a minor or some shit. And then Adam 3, Adam 3, that's been on the show a couple of times. Maybe you know him, Canadian Adam, very tall guy, big guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so he said he saw the guy in Shibuya with a couple other guys with cameras. Showing how easy it is to film up girls' skirts and shit. So this guy's like, <laughs> so and and that's what Adam Three said. So I mean, if you're that guy, don't sue. And if you do try to sue me, fuck you, because you're a piece of shit, right? <laughs> fuck you, you fucking pervert. Yeah. So anyway, like, uh, 
Well, then I guess raw perverts. What's a better word? You fucking demented, dice. demented, Doctor Demento, scabby motherfucker. Yeah, you know, there's you gotta draw a line someplace. I mean, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with line. I'm I'm okay with being a little bit hentai, but you know, you can't like just go up grabbing dude, people. My neighbor, she's she's 22 years old or something. Dude, we can't yell all these words. That, she's probably excited. She's yeah. like, oh god, I knew that. He, I knew that he. I knew that he's the, doing another one of those goddamn podcasts. I knew that Johnny was hentai. This is my lucky day. No, 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 dude. In this neighborhood, I, I do. I fucking, I keep it low key. Other than the show, yeah. It, um, my my windows are shut. Curtains are. I'm like, let's do the podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, he snuck me in here actually. <laughs> he did not. I had to wear this black cape over my head. From I the totally station, did not. From the station all the way here. You know how hot that was? That's, <laughs> that's bullshit. That is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. th- this this story, uh, uh, the date team, is about three guys who want to teach... We should just probably just move forward to your actual movie that you made and stuff because we already destroyed the whole premise of the date team by talking about rapists. That, that, no, that, that's not the story at all. <laughs> I know, I know, but all the listeners are like, we don't want to hear about the day. We've got a bad taste in our mouth. Oh, dude, I hope Cliff doesn't hear this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pissed right now. <laughs> you ruined it. I didn't ruin it. You ruined it. I, I, I was trying to explain the story, and you started talking about the guy... With the Seven Eleven molesting Seven Eleven attendants. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, we're sorry, Cliff. <laughs> Don't tell him you're on the podcast. <laughs> Don't he tell already me. knows. Does he really? He already knows. <laughs> I-, I mentioned it to him. Yeah, he's like waiting to hear it. He's like looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I can't Shut wait. Shut the fuck hey, you. Like, you like, like call me after you finish, man. <laughs> call me and tell me about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you about it. Dude, I've lost many friends doing the show. I don't want to lose Cliff. Yeah, you know. I don't want to I don't want to lose you, Cliff. And I like say, help, help me help you. I'm going to call him right now. Help and be like, me <laughs> help you. Like, Cliff, I'm so sorry. I totally didn't mean... No, okay. So, all right, Lauren, let's finish this the right way, okay? So it's about three people who need help dating. No, it's about three people who want to teach other people, other Mm -hmm. nice guys, how to meet girls the right way. But they don't actually themselves know how to meet girls. (laughs) So they they fuck it all up for people. Well, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, they they kind of stumble their way into the right situation. Okay. (laughs) So, we wanted to make this into an episode, like episodic. Like every month there would be a different episode. Okay, all right. Um, but um, uh, the lead actor uh, got, got deported. <laughs> so that's what happens when you, when you hire those foreigners in Japan, like us. How did he get deported? Well, you know, he was a very... Dude, was he doing some perverted stuff or whatever? Like, he was like one of the guys filming up girls' skirts. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. He's just a guy, he, he didn't want to work, right? You know, he's, he wanted to focus on acting, right? Because he's an actor. And he didn't want to, like, waste oh, his time. Oh, shit. Wait, was it the tall American dude with the beard? Right, yeah, that guy. What was his name? Charlie? Clever? <laughs> Trevor? It was a really, 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 like, waspy kind of name, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't even. I can't even recall. Maybe I'm drunk. I can't even recall the name right now. <laughs> Welcome to Gut Fitted Japan. Yeah, yeah. We're a family show. You're a family show. That's what you told me. <laughs> That's what you told me. <laughs> and we started talking about rape and shit. Yeah. Which is bad, all right? Don't do that shit. <laughs> anyway, that got that thing fell apart. And um, then I decided, you know, I went for another few years doing nothing, trying to figure out how I was going to. Uh, get my get a film made here, you know, and so finally I just decided uh, I had to just, you know, bite the bullet, and so I <clears throat> I took this script that um, me Cliff and me Cliff and Arthel we used to get together. We had a writers group. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, I had been developing a script in that group, and I got feedback from them. I kept working on the script. And then uh, last year, I just I actually got to the point where I decided to shoot it. Cool. And uh, I I at this point I had managed to find some resources, some limited resources of how to find other people in Japan who can help me make a film. Hmm. And my story was uh, something that was partially based on my my own personal experiences hmm. living in Japan. And uh, the, the story is called Out of Place. And the, I, I chose that title because during my time in Japan, there were a lot of moments um, where I felt like I was like an alien, you know, and I just felt like, wow, I don't I don't fit into this situation. And not just from like just a foreigner living in a foreign country, but even amongst my friends, you know, um, who were... <laughs> Me was my my friends who were like who had adjusted to Japan very well. It seemed like I had all my friends out there. They were they were enjoying life. They were meeting girls. They were having relationships. They were doing all kinds of things. And somehow I was having still the same sort of problems that I had even when I was back in the states. And you know the the irony for me was is that I was I always saw myself as the relationship guy. You know, I was the guy who knew how to how to deal with people. I, you know, you know, all my girlfriends I had good relationships with, and I give people good advice when they were having trouble with their relationships. But most of the time, I didn't have a relationship, and I couldn't figure out why is that? Why in Japan? In Japan, right? And. I couldn't figure out because most of the time the foreigner story in Japan is is that guys are just meeting girls left and right. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like easy for them. And uh, I couldn't figure out why that situation wasn't the same for me given the fact that I was, um, you know, I had been living here for a while. I could speak Japanese. I could, uh, you know, communicate with people. I was less shy than I used to be back in the States. And, but... Somehow something was not connecting. Something was something was not connecting, and I saw so I wrote this film about a guy who outwardly is kind of an entertainer. He's he's a guy who's funny, is amusing. Um, people like him. He's good looking. He's not a bad looking guy, but yet inwardly he feels empty and disconnected. Mm. And uh, he's not able to find something meaningful. In terms of relationship, which is what he's looking for, and he's working at this place where uh, he's working at a school, and he's uh, they they after work they get together, they go out drinking, 
and he's telling stories all the time. He's telling stories about himself, about about like a disaster, you know, r- r- dating disasters that he's had. Everybody's laughing at his stories, <laughs> and and so he's a comedian. For everybody, he's the comedian, but it, but he's telling stories that are, that are actually really painful to him. But he's painting them as like like kind of like uh, colorful, funny pictures and stuff like that, or you know. But although for him it's like painful, but it's his way to to release his sadness. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. I got it. Right. <clears throat> right. And he he meets a woman who actually works in his office. Uh oh. And um, in, and while he's telling one of these stories. He has one moment of connection with her, where he, uh, he, he, they, they make this eye contact, and there's this spark that happens, and he's charged by that moment. But then shortly after that, the moment is broken when he finds out that that girl is about to go home with another guy that picked her up in the bar while they're drinking. While they're drinking. <laughs> After he had the the, the, the look of electricity, yeah, the, the look of electricity, this magic there. moment, right, right, and uh, he is you know stunned by it, you know, because he's like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a moment. <laughs> this is why my neighbor hates me, by the way. <laughs> my neighbor's like, you, you, I think you, they're gay now. You called your neighbor a bitch, right? <laughs> She speaks a little English. Oh, now you're telling me. Why are you telling me these things after the fact? Well, I, have, I have no idea. Maybe she's not. I don't know. But anyway, so, okay. So, like, this guy's pissed off. Wait, wait, is this a comedy or what, what kind of movie? Well, continue. Please continue. Don't, like, go for it. So, this story is about a guy trying to find connection. And the reason why he can't find it is because he's living in a city that's disconnected. That everybody in this town... This big, overpopulated city, even though there's so many people all around you, everyone's pretty much disconnected. Mm. And um, that's his reality. And it starts to kind of, he starts to kind of like uh, deteriorate from this situation. But the woman that he had that moment of spark with actually begins to also have a revelation that she's t- that she is also looking for connection and mm. that she's been spending all her time wasting her time with people who she couldn't find connection with so she's sleeping around all the time trying to find a connection and he's not sleeping around all the time trying to find connection which is the way tokyo pretty much works <laughs> you know there's a lot of guys out there they're going i want to find this meaningful girl they're never getting laid the girls and girls can always get laid in Tokyo. And all you gotta do is say like, "Hi, I'm available," and then boom, you know. But what they're hoping for, and what they're hoping for, is not just to get laid. They're hoping to find somebody that they can have a real relationship with, mm-hmm. right? But they're surrounded by guys that are not looking for relationships. That that are just looking for fun. Mm. Um, and then you you do meet a lot of girls out there who also are just looking for fun, you know. Um, and so in this kind of very complicated, mixed up environment, you don't know who who do you find connection with. You, it's very difficult in this city because you know how we we in, in Japan they have those two terms uh, like hone and tatamae. 
Or like yin and yang, right? Well, hone means your true self. Mm-hmm. You know, and then tatamai is the surface, the face that you present to people. Mm-hmm. And Tokyo is kind of known as a city where everybody wears the tatamai. And so you don't really get to know the true person. It takes a long time to get past that tatamai, to get to the hone. And then you're like, oh man, I thought I liked you, but now I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you're such a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can get that far, then, you know, that's kind of a revelation. Like, oh, wow, I, you're not the person I thought you were. <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you filmed, you made this movie. How long is it? It's a short film. Mm-hmm. It's about a 20 minute film. 20 minutes? Yeah, I'm, I, I made it a short film because I want to enter into film festivals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to use it as a stepping stone to make other films that um, that I want to develop here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a whole series of ideas for stories <laughs> that generally focus on the same theme that I had told you about before, that I'm, I'm interested in the younger generation in Japan, not only Japanese, but also foreigners who live here in Japan. So a lot of foreigners now. A lot of foreigners here. Now, and, yeah. And, and, and how the world is becoming more and more complicated for them. Hmm. You know, um... Actually, you're right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Less jobs, less pain. Like, jobs, more... Well, there's still, like... Well, there's less jobs, and the jobs that you can get as a foreigner that can't speak Japanese are paying less and less and less. Right, right. The government's demanding more taxes. Yeah, I guess it is kind of difficult, huh? You got you got a declining birth rate. You have... Um, well, I don't think anybody cares about that except for the government. <laughs> no, we, we should care. We, but nobody really cares. Nobody's like, dude... I gotta start making babies. <laughs> Who said that? Well, nobody says that. But I mean, the thing is, is that if you wanted to have a baby, mm. it's much more harder to do it now than it was twenty, thirty years ago. It's pretty easy. No, no, to actually raise a child. Not to raise not a to child. Have, yeah. What you mean, like, like less, like, like childcare or something, or like, uh, it's more expensive. It's more expensive. It's harder to live. And it's harder to live because we, we live in, a, in a, a society where the have and have-nots get further and further apart from each other. Mm, I don't know. It, it's always been like that, I guess. Well, no. It, 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 there's always... In the past, there was always a reasonable you know, balance between people with, with wealth and people who are the middle class. There was all, there was a there was a kind of balanced relationship. It's just the bubble. Yeah, you're right. I agree with right? you. Mm-hmm. So when when the, when the when the stock market crashed, when the bubble hit, when the bubble blew. Now I'm not talking about the '80s bubble. I'm talking about the more recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty years ago, the a CEO of a company probably made about a hundred times more than the lowest worker in his company. Mm-hmm. Today, that same CEO, CEO makes over 300 times. 300 times, that's, that's threefold more mm-hmm. than, what, than, than the lowest worker in that company. That low, that the person at the low end of the totem pole, his salary has not gone up. But the CEO of that company, his salary has more than tripled. But that's like across the board. That's that's happened like not only in Japan, but, but CEOs in Hong Kong. But Shanghai. my point is, yeah. is that there's a sociological effect mm. on that 
if you if you create a society where that happens, mm-hmm. there's going to be damage that happens to society. Mm-hmm. And we're witnessing it every day. And I my films in some sense try to document that effect. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you better start making more like movies like as soon as possible because everything's going to change after like the Olympics. Everything's going to change, you think? After the Olympics? Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, there're going to be more people here, yes. No, no, during the Olympics, yeah, there's going to be a shitload of people, like like over a million people from all over the world here. But the thing is like, I mean, right now like Japan, all the advertisements you see is like this is for the Olympics. We're going to have the Olympics. We got to make room for the Olympics. Learn English for the Olympics. Do this for the Olympics. Olympics. Be nice to foreigners for the Olympics. More people are coming to Japan to visit Japan and stuff because the yen is cheaper. No, the the yen is weaker than like other currencies and stuff like that compared to the euro. The the yen is like the peso, dude. No offense, but I mean it's like really cheap compared to the euro. So that's why there's this huge, massive influx of like like people from like France and Holland and stuff here, which is a cool thing. It's great. It's a great opportunity for people to come to Japan and experience it. But it's just like after the Olympics, I think things are going to change once all that momentum is kind of like it's like basically when you're fucking a chick, right? All right, that sounds really bad. But all right, when you're making love to a woman and and you blow your load, right? After you blow your load, you're just like, oh, you're relaxed. You don't think about anything other than sleeping. You know, I think this is basically (laughs) it. You know, like right now we are pumping away. We are we are dry humping like crazy, right? And then, and then, as soon as the Olympics happens, I think boom. And then, I think the whole feeling in this country is gonna kind of change. Yo, what's up, faders? Got faded. Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. That's what I think. I could be wrong. It could totally be wrong. Well, maybe, mean, maybe that's the beginning of. Maybe this is the foreplay, and then after the Olympics, then it's all about fucking. Japan, Who knows? Japan, what did I say about? Well, well but you know, Japan, you know, we we read every day about how Japan is becoming more of a sexless society. 
Well, like people have having less sex. Yeah, people people not having any sex and not even wanting it. You know, you got uh, guys. I don't even know what to say about that, dude. <laughs> you have you have guys who spend more time wanting to play video games okay. than actually wanting to go out on a date. There is a lot of people like that. Like, dude, go out with chicks. I've got porn right here. Double click, red tube, boom. Right. They they rather have a situation that is safe for them. You know, I can go out and go to a Mizu Shobai place if I wanted to. And everything is done for me. I don't have to like work to try to get that girl or anything like that. Well, you got to work and, at your job, though, and make that money. Right. And that's what people do. They say, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work. And whatever my exposable income is, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use that to go out and try to meet a girl. I could find a girlfriend. I'm going to use that to go down to Kabuki Joe. But do you think this could be the same with other major cities? Like, let's say, for example, like New York. Or like maybe Paris or maybe uh, London or something. Is it the same thing? Although I think Tokyo is more concentrated. The dynamic is totally different. That's true. The dynamic is totally different. Because here we still have a society where um, women grow up. If they can't find a husband or a career, then... There's this whole porn industry just waiting for them. <laughs> they say, hey, a lot of girls can find financial security by entering into the into the, the sex business. The What do you call it? Mizu Shobai. Yeah, but you've got that everywhere, though. No, but here it's exasperated. I mean, it's, it's more... It's more um, it's much more deeper. And I, I, I've, I've talked to girls who... High school girls, because I used to teach at a high school. Dude, listen, and, listen. We're recording this and putting this on the internet. No, Watch this, your words very carefully from this, here on out. This is a very clean story. All right, good, <laughs> good. Because like, when it, oh shit, dude, we've only got twenty minutes before I gotta go to work. Oh, okay. God damn it. Just when it's getting good, I get. Or maybe, maybe we should stop. Like, what are you like? You're you've been drinking a little bit. You're like, I've been talking to high school girls because I used to work at a high school. I'm like, Reggie. All right, you got a movie coming out. What? <laughs> <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So basically, all right. So the the, the city, the, the the culture in Tokyo, which is very different from Osaka and other parts of Japan. Is, is changing, uh, which all cities do and stuff. San Francisco, the place where we used to live, we can't even go back. We can't even go back to our home city and shit because fucking it's way too expensive. My apartment that used to cost like, I think, 840 bucks a month now costs 4500 I think. Are you, sitting, are you shitting me? Dude, it, it's it's like 4000 something. Like, I, I checked, uh, I, I checked like maybe six months ago or something like that. Dude, I live in the corner of Bush and Leavenworth on the top floor. I had a two-bedroom apartment two Murphy beds, two walk-in closets. I had a beautiful view of, like, the city and shit. It was amazing. Fucking, like, 10-minute walk from, like, Union Square. Of course it's going to be fucking, like, $4,000. I paid $800 a month. Remember, I lived there with that one girl that I dated for a long time and stuff that we're not going to talk about because she fucking totally ripped out my heart and shit. I know this story. Yeah, me, I know. Me, only me, close, t- don't <laughs> fucking tell that. Actually, no, Faders, you, you, I fucking told this story millions of times. So, but anyway, this is not about me. It's about you. So, listen, because time is running quickly, running out quickly, we're both kind of faded and shit. Dude, tell us more about like your movie. So that's your movie. 
How can, do you have like like a trailer or something where people can like view it? Is it on Vimeo or YouTube or something? My, my, my film is coming out in, in this, this fall. This fall. Do you have a trailer? A preview uh, trailer? Right now I'm in the editing process. Okay, cool. It, once your trailer is available, how can people find it? Because this is going to be on the internet forever. Well, it, it will be up on Vimeo. On Vimeo. How can people right. find it on Vimeo? Look for Out of Place. It's called Out of Place. Yes. Is it one word or three words? Three words. Three words. Out of Place? Yeah. Okay. The director, Reginald Mathis. I don't think he even said my name. I called you (laughs) Reggie like a million times. Reginald Mathis or Reggie Mathis. Um, You'll you'll see one of those names as as the director of this film, the writer, director, and producer of this film. Are you acting in it? No. (laughs) You're not acting. You just told at at the beginning of this podcast, you're like, I want to make movies so I can be in them. Here's your movie, and you're not going to be in it? Yes, but I told you that after I got into directing, uh-huh. I got really focused <laughs> in directing, right? I will be acting in the future. This, and in my future films, you might see me in, you know, in one of those roles, but uh, I really want to make films that, that have an impact in Japan. Mm. And um, I want to tell stories that are stories, Japanese stories. You know, and when I say Japanese, I, that includes us, because we're, we've been living here for a long time. Jesus, there's a, there's a lot of foreigners that live here in Japan, and Jap- and foreigners now have an influence and an impact on what Japan's future is. You know, so it's so, it's a it's a multicultural story. Yeah, to be honest, Tokyo in the next like maybe fifty years might be like New York. Oh God, maybe I don't know, but like I mean. It, all my friends are be. having all my friends are having like like two or three kids that are like international. I'm it, like it will be. It yeah. will be because uh it has to be. It can't it can't survive mm. without it. Oh yeah, you're right. With like the lower birth rate, maybe foreigners is like the cure. Maybe Abby's like bring in more foreigners because they're having a lot of sex in Japan. They, they've been saying that for ten years. <laughs> really? But but the way they pay foreigners and shit, I don't think it's I mean Dude, we're just talking last week with uh, a guy that was an English teacher in here for like fifty years and shit. Yeah, and, the, like he said, the pay is like dropped, like like significantly. But like, but that's that's for everybody in Japan. And uh, right now, sometimes in the in the teaching industry, the the reality was is that in the in the in the heydays, uh, no English teachers were making more than a lot of salary people were making. You know, like Japanese salarymen. Mm-hmm. We were making really good money back in the heyday. But now that all that's kind of hit bottom. Is and it so, the oversaturation or just the, 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 the yen or well fucking let's not talk about fucking finance and politics and shit. But anyway, okay, of course during the bubbles it was much better and stuff to live here. But now but a lot of people are living here and stuff, so that's cool too. So you've got wait, you said earlier that you're making two movies. Right. All right, so one movie we just discussed. Right. All right. Do you have a website? That's coming up this summer. The, you know, I mean, do you have your own personal website? Like, or like, maybe can you like, like, talk about like your Facebook page or something? Or yeah. So like, like people that are listening right now, or like next week or next month, can be like, dude, this guy sounds interesting. I like what he's doing. His movies sound fucking kick ass. I want to know what's going on. I want it like a newsletter and shit. My name is Reggie Mathis. M A T H E S, and. I am building a website as we speak. Awesome. And uh, what I will be doing is trying to highlight the films that I've made in the past and um, projects that I plan to do in the future. And uh, I have a team of other people 
who are also filmmakers who are banding together with me to try to create a production company here in Japan. Cool. And uh, we are working on several projects right now that we hope to complete by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And those projects will, will help to formalize our production company. And we'll be making a lot of films. We're, we're doing, I'm not even talking about just film. I'm talking about animation. I'm talking about, you know, commercials and things like that. We'll be doing a whole lot of stuff um, in, the, in the next year or year and a half to come. Uh, we're just at the beginning stages. Awesome, dude. So you can become a creative powerhouse. We will be. We will be. Awesome, dude. That's fantastic, man. I'm really glad to hear this. And so, but right now, for people to get in kind... All right, how about this? Okay, I got an idea. Whenever you release something, like like let's say you release a preview of like like a movie or like like something big is happening, you send it my way. You call me up and stuff, and I'm going to put it on the Got Fitted Japan Facebook page. You'll be the first person I send it to. I don't know about that, but if you do, that'd be pretty fucking cool. But uh, yeah, man, if you could do that, I'll put it on the Got Fitted Show. Uh, Got Fitted Show. The Got Fitted Show. <laughs> I'll put it on the Got Fitted Japan po uh, Facebook page. So so basically, everybody that's listening and viewing the show now can definitely check it out and stuff like that. So I mean, it'll be like a direct link to you. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah, you are. You know, you're gonna have a lot of stuff coming your way in, over the next six months. Good. We need the content. <laughs> There's one thing we need is content. I get emails like, "How come you guys don't post shit anymore?" I'm like, "I'm trying to post as much. As I I'm doing this all by myself." <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, you're doing a good job, by the way. Oh, really? Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I actually have heard some of your podcasts. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> I'm thinking like, "Oh God, which one could that be?" Oh God. <laughs> so, dude, that's really awesome. All right. Oh God, see, I'm. I'm really nervous because I fucking gotta. I gotta leave in like five fucking minutes. God damn it! All right, one minute. Tell us about the other movie. I saw the trailer to the other movie that you were working on, the one where everybody's living in like a danceless state or some shit, and I was right. really impressed. Crazy Shizuka project. This uh, is it called She's Crazy. She's crazy. Right. She drives me crazy. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm going crazy. I'm thinking about music. <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a fantasy type story that's told in twenty four episodes, and we're doing uh, we've shot twelve of the episodes already last year. We're we're right now doing the uh, the special effects. There's a little bit of special effects that needs to be done, and so we're a small team, so it really takes it's really hard to do special effects when you're a small group of people. But uh, we're we're, sh we're uh, editing and doing the special effects in the first twelve episodes. And then from this summer, we're supposed to be shooting the next 12 episodes. And they're, they're like four-minute episodes that all be uploaded onto YouTube. And it's a story about a young woman who living in a world where dancing and singing is not allowed. But she suddenly discovers it. Um, and she, she kind of builds a revolution where she starts to infect other people with her, with her passion for dance and music. And the project was designed for a, my, my friend Arthel's, uh He happens to be dating a very beautiful woman who's a very well-known choreographer and dancer here in Japan. Named, uh, her, her stage name is Crazy Shizuka. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you don't want to piss Arthel off, man. He's got big muscles. 
No, no, no. This is the part that I can tell. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that I, I don't can want tell. to get the phone call like, did he really say her name? I'm like, yes, sir, he did it. <laughs> it I, wasn't I, me. I, I always said her stage name. Her stage name? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, stage names are fine. Yeah. Right, right. Crazy Shizuka is a very well-established choreographer and dancer in Japan. Mm. And we, we developed this project for mm. her. And at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to build our production company. And so uh, we're going to be releasing episodes of her of her story. Um, uh, I guess once once every once a month, no, once twice a month. Cool. We're going to be releasing uh, her episodes, and it's a twenty four episode story about how she overcomes the 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 forces that be, the status quo, to bring color and music and dance back into the world. Awesome. Yeah. All right, dude, Reggie, we are so looking forward to that, and we're even more looking forward to your movie. Yeah. And thank you so much for being here. Dude, I'm so sorry we fucking ran out of time. Jesus that's Christ. Okay. This is I, the first time that's ever happened. I had a good time. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, man, I wish we could drink more and shit. I love drinking with you, but I got Dude, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to go uh, go to this Nomikai, but then maybe after that, I'll just, when I was, I'm going home, I'll just stop by your bar. Dude, was it anywhere near Asagaya? It's in Shinjuku. Oh, but... dude, 10 minutes away. Yeah, dude. Dude, come on to the bar. I'll get you fucked up, dude. I'm, I'm working the bar, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> there's only six people here, which means <laughs> shots! We're doing motherfucking shots! Yeah, dude, we'll do some shots. We'll do some shots. We'll do some shots. Shot, 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 Dude, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. All right, well, okay. So we're going to stop the show right now, and I'll see you in maybe about like six hours. Six, yeah, even less than that. <laughs> Even better. Reggie, thank you so much. All right, thank brother. you. Awesome. Faders, thank you very much for tuning in. You definitely know what to do. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review because we love you. And we hate you if you don't. And uh, <laughs> definitely come on, come down to thespiltink.com. T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. And uh, check me out. Uh, that's where uh, all the paintings done and stuff. Buy yourself a print. Buy yourself a painting. Support the show. And if you are living in the Tokyo area or if you're living in the Asia area, get your ass down to Asagaya. We've got two sponsors there. We'll soon have three. We've got Gamuso and we have Mitsuya. So if you want to buy some delicious sake, some shochu, some chuhai, anything you want, get your ass down to Mitsuya. And if you want to get your drink on, come on down. Down to Gamuso, and if I'm working, motherfucking tip me. Faders, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! <laughs> I can't take it! I can't stand to it! <laughs> you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.